White Sox! White Sox! Go! 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 Call your sons! Call your daughters! Holy cow! Carlton Burns has put the White Sox ahead! There goes number 400! The big Brad Burns takes the perfect game! His second no-hitter! You can't put it on the board! Yeah! Can it go? Grand slam! A White Sox winner and a world championship! Have all the fun you want, Tim Anderson! This one is... Locked on socks. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know? Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey. And the best White Sox talk is on Locked on Socks podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Socks after a 10 to 1 ass kicking of the Chicago Cubs. The Sox now have won six games in a row. My name is Herb Lawrence, and with me on this victorious Friday is Chris Tannehill. How you doing, Chris? You know how I'm doing. How's Bill Walton doing? The White Sox win. Print the banner. Line up the parade. Michigan Avenue on the Studge Turkle Bridge, Division Street. Let's go. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Roman. Guys, talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves or say things like, I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work or, sorry honey, just not feeling it. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about with real healthcare professionals who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you for free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com triple x that's getroman.com slash xxx and complete an online visit erectile dysfunction used to be a tough topic to tackle but now there's roman complete an online visit today and connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it go to getroman.com slash locked on mlb today if approved you'll get 15 dollars off your first order of ed treatment that's getroman.com slash locked on mlb getroman.com slash locked on mlb all right herbie will you indulge me here for a second are you willing to go on an adventure with me Real quick. Yes, go ahead. Oh, all Leave right. Leave me there. So the White Sox are 10 to 1 winners tonight over the Cubs at Wrigley Field. They improved to 16 and 11 on the season, just as of right now, a uh, half game back of the Indians for second place. Thank you, Royals. Thank you, Tigers. Uh, so, Herb, if you'll indulge me, if you'd like to come on a, a voyage with me, you may even call it a fantastic voyage. Some might call it that. I certainly wouldn't call it a fantastic voyage whatsoever. <laughs> I wish there was a song that could properly illustrate what uh, a fantastic voyage and what that would be like. But I want to take you back to 2018. This was the final Hawk Harrelson broadcast, uh, Sox and Cubs. And this is what Hawk Harrelson had to say. This ball club that... Kenny and Rick put together with the talent they've got. More talent by far than in all my years here. And Jerry and I were talking about that the other day. We've never seen this much talent. Those guys up north, they're not going anywhere. They're going to be good for a while. And I don't like the Cubs. And it's going to be great to me. It's going to be a great thing for me to see our guys and Rick Renteria being steering our ship and piloting our plane to get them where they want to go. 
And to see our guys come out there and kick some cub ass, I'm telling you right now, because that's going to be a lot of fun. And I like Joe Namath. I guarantee it. It's going to happen. And it did happen. And Rick Renteria is here piloting the boat plane or something. Um, the White Sox put it on him tonight, Herb. Where was where was this that I heard about this John Lester thing and how his peripherals weren't that good and how he was due for some regression? I'm trying to remember where I was where I heard about that somewhere. And one, one of the smart baseball circles that I tend to frequent but never participate. Where was that? I don't know. I mean, guys who uh, probably smart. Probably Definitely do a not. daily, a daily podcast on the Locked On Network. Yeah, I think maybe it was yesterday when we, me and you, after that afternoon ass whooping of the Tigers, sat down and decided to do a post game of that and a preview of this Cubs White Sox series. So yeah, kudos to us. And we're like Horowitz right now, where we're patting our own self on our back. It's all good. <laughs> That's right. Barry Horowitz up in this bitch on a Friday night. All right, so that was just fun. I don't have a whole lot of notes tonight, but this is this is one of those things we thought we were going to come back on Sunday and recap the whole weekend, but it may not get any better than this and uh, this feeling right now. This, the Sox open up the can tonight, Herbie, and I, I, like I said, I, I don't want to break down any stats or anything like that. I, I just want to go through these home runs. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's Luis Robert real quick. Robert to oh. drive. Deep left field, and it is gone. Bring him home, 2 nothing Sox. That was cannon fire. Absolutely. That was 112 miles per hour exit velocity. Good for 397 feet. Sox take the early 2 nothing lead, and then here comes Jose Abreu. Stayed up. Jose swats it left center field. Way back there at the wall. Bring them all home. Three-run home run. Jose Abreu. And why not let little Danny Mendick in on the action? By the way, that was 107 miles an hour, 409 feet for Jose there, making it 5 to nothing. Little Danny, step on up now. The 1-0. That ball's hit well. Deep left field and got again. Oh, a big plus sign for the Sox. Danny Mendick adds one more at 6 nothing. Little Danny Mendick, 96.7 miles per hour exit velocity, 382 feet. And then a moment we've been waiting for for a long time. Yasmani, yes, yes. Oh, that ball's crushed. Awesome. Way out of here. <laughs> way, way out of here. Top row thunder. 107 miles per hour exit velocity, 441 feet. But oh, no, no. We still have lots of work to do here. We've forgotten all about Eloy Jimenez. Thanks, Cubs. You'll win a world band radio as that ball is absolutely demolished. Eloy Jimenez lets her rip and bring him home. 105 miles per hour, 466 feet, making it nine to nothing. Then, of course, the captain, Jose Abreu. He decides to double dip in the ninth inning. Oh, one more for the road. <laughs> Bring him home again. It's still bouncing around. Second one tonight for Jose. So now it's about 2,500 feet on the home run distances. The Sox tonight, they hit home runs as far as distances go, further than I drive in a calendar month. Um, I'll ask you, Herb, which of those was your favorite? <laughs> the Smarty Grandal, yes. by far. Absolutely. The sound, the bat flip, 
everything. You know, and it looks it signifies that that man is back. Like he was out with back problems, and man, he murdered that John Lester offering. It was just so sweet, so great. I like all those sounds of those bats cracking. Oh my god, dude, are so great. But man, just the Asmani was just murdered. That, they were all killed, but that was just, mm, I knew it was gone immediately. Yes, so did John Lester, and I, that was my favorite too. The the bat, not even a toss, just the, the casual bat drop right out of the hands. That's one low-key one of my favorite maneuvers uh, from a hitter, just like, oh, oh, just dropping it right here for you. But man, he crushed that, and what an offensive display by the White Sox tonight. I just, it's it just... It was, it, was a, it was a coming on party is what it was, and I loved all the Sox fans and the social media outlets talking their shit tonight because for the past five years, they've looked at their neighbors to the north, and you know how when you were a kid and all of a sudden you're, you're your best friend down the street, he gets a pair of Jordans, but you're still rocking the XJ900s, and he gets, he gets Tekken 1 on PlayStation 1, and you're like, man, I want to go over there and play that. Why can't I have PlayStation 1? Why can't I have Tekken? The, the Cubs were that kid down the block. But now the Sox, and if you're Sox fans, you got some toys of your own. And finally, you, you've been saving up a little bit and, you, and you've you know had a few Christmases and birthdays and you've been stashing away communion money. And finally, this thing has come to fruition. And boy, is it fun to see play out. Oh, just so good to see. I mean, as I tweeted out, there's, of course, a Cub fan in my mentions. Herb, this is your World Series, isn't it? <laughs> I'm like, yes, it is our World Series. And I tweeted last year, every single year, it's a tradition unlike any other. It's a Cub fan downplaying the Sox beating them by acting like they're above it all, like they don't even care about this game. But watch them win tomorrow. Watch them win on Sunday or some game. They're going to be chirping. So enjoy this win, White Sox fan. Enjoy it. Celebrate it. I tip my cap. I tip my cap because I do the Joe Madden method where it's like, you know, you celebrate the wins as hard as you can for 15 minutes. And that's what we'll Mm -hmm. do. Maybe a couple minutes longer than that. But see, I salute the Cubs in that regard because I think it's a good philosophy to live your life by. We're going to celebrate tonight because who knows what's going to happen in the next two days. And it's funny because, you know, I, I, I think I would genuinely be just as excited if this game were going on in Minnesota and the Sox did the same thing. Because having all these pieces come together and contribute, you know, Robert back from the DL, Grandal back from being hurt and just coming out and making a contribution right away and everyone hitting at the same time. And finally, you know, no more weak ground balls to second base. They're hitting the ball out of the ballpark uh, with ferocious uh, speed and strength and I think I'd be equally as excited if this were against the Indians or the Twins, but yeah. it so happens on the schedule. So it's the Cubs tonight. So oh well, you have to take your lumps here tonight, Cubs fans. It counts as a same win as it counted as the Tigers win that we had yesterday. But the Cubs are a high caliber team to get a win versus them. I think. Well, just personally, it's not the Cubs Sox thing. It's they're a better team than the Tigers. It shows. Like we said yesterday, this is like a litmus test. If the White Sox just come out of this with just one win out of the three, I'm be like, okay, I see where we are, and I'm not upset unless the White Sox play bad games. But now that they're out there and they're dominating one of the best pitchers in the league this year, and we said it's going to be a correction, but still, they murdered him like he's never been murdered before. And Dallas Keuchel's out there taming that lineup. 
a lineup that is deadly usually. And he's just making them induce soft contact. Only had three strikeouts today. So he was just making them put the ball in play and do what he wants them to do. It's just so refreshing to see that team that we root for finally have something and the other team know that we got something and it's going to be here to stay. And the, the fear in the people's eyes, the, the Cub fans, the Indians fans, the Twins fans, they know we're coming for them. And it feels so good to know that, you know, we're finally, we're the rabbit. We got the gun. <laughs> That's exactly right. And, you know, they're, a lot of them are so insecure because they know what it looks like when it's coming because it's happened to their teams. They know all the warning signs to, of a team to be afraid of for the next five years. They know what it looks like. So that's why they're on the offensive right now. That's why they're not letting Sox fans enjoy the moment as it stands right now. But we'll get to Dallas Keuchel in a second. Let's just go through the lineup real quick tonight. Tim Anderson, one for five. He hit two balls over 100 miles per hour tonight. Hit the ball hard. Ran into some tough luck tonight. Uh, Yasmani back from being hurt. He went two for five, two hard hit balls over 100 miles an hour. Jose Abreu tonight, two for five, four balls over 100 miles per hour exit velocity. Mm. Eloy, two for four tonight, three balls, 100 plus miles per hour exit velocity. Encarnacion, uh, 0 for five. <laughs> Sorry, him and his parrot. Not such a good night for, for Edwin. But Luis Robert back from being hurt, one for four, and the big homer, one of the biggest hits of the night as it got the the White Sox on the board early. And you had a feeling that things were going to be okay after Luis Robert hit that home run, not only just for the game itself. You, you felt pretty comfortable with Dallas Keuchel that uh, an early lead he was going to be able to, to settle down and, and get into a groove, and, and he certainly did that. Danny Mendick, one for four, one hard hit ball over 100 miles an hour. Adam Engel goes three for four. And one hard hit ball tonight. They were just rockets all over the place. And I don't know if I want to credit all this to the John Lester regression, but they're just seeing the ball so well right now and squaring it up so well that it's just you don't want them to have any off days ever. Like you just want to keep riding this way for as long as you possibly can. Oh man, it's so great. And yeah, these guys are just crushing the ball. And watch tomorrow, three for four, Adam Ingle will be back on the bench. Because you got to play Nomar Mazzara versus Kyle Hendricks because he happens to be a right-hander. It's garbage like that. I, I would just be happy if I had my man Adam Eagle just continue on this pace and doing his thing. And Yomar, uh, Nomar Mazzara has to earn his way back into the lineup, but I know Ricky's going to have him in there. So it's good to see even the bottom of the team, bottom of the rung of the team. And Edwin Encarnacion, he should have had a hit and an air on that ball. Um, that was hit. I think it was Javier Baez. So uh, I he didn't hit the ball hard. He's not hitting the ball out of the park since the two he hit versus Detroit. But I think he'll be fine. I think he'll come out to play versus you, Darvish, if they get to start on Sunday. No one's. I don't think the Sox are going to do well versus uh, Kyle Hendricks. Hopefully they prove me wrong. I don't think they're going to hit the ball as hard as they did today because that man is a magician. But uh, it's great to see that they just tore up John Lester and tore him a new one. And they're killing versus left-handers. Remember when we didn't hit <laughs> left versus left-handers? Ever, Remember yeah. Bruce Chin used to murder us? <laughs> <laughs> Which is ironic because they have a lot of hitters with a the, with the similar profile as those teams in the in the mid-2000s and in late-2000s had. You know, like power-hitting right-handed hitters. And they didn't see lefties well. Like I don't, you know, I don't know what it is, but this team sees them extraordinarily well. I, I don't know what to credit that to, but it's really kind of amazing um, as when you look at that at their numbers against left-handers and, and the confidence 
it just grows when you know a left-hander is going out there against them. They they have to feel it because we feel it. Like oh no, you know left-hander no problem. Um, speaking of left-handers, uh, one guy that was uh, out of the lineup tonight, and that was the big story of the game before the game was Yoan Moncada, absent from the lineup. Now we were trying to figure out what was going on with Yoan. We talked about it yesterday when we were watching the game. He kind of took that little tumble during the final out, and remember, both of us kind of collectively we held our breath, like, "Oh no!" Like, what's what's going on with Yoan? But after going back and, and rewinding it, when the news broke that he wasn't going to be in the lineup, I still didn't think there was much there to be mm-hmm. concerned about. Um, but this was quite a topic of conversation. A lot of people were pointing fingers at Ricky. Then it started to point their fingers at Yoan. I still don't understand it and you know if, if he's a little dinged up that's cool they obviously didn't need him tonight and that's the beauty when you have a, a lineup that's deep like this one is for the White Sox so you don't have to have one of your best players in there to, to get a breather every now and then but what did you make of this whole Yohan Moncada not being in the lineup thing and do you, are you concerned uh, in a bigger picture sense um kind of it's was discussed in the pregame show with Ozzy Guillen on NBC Sports Chicago and I agree wholeheartedly with Ozzy. If he's nursing an injury, the time to rest him is versus Detroit during a day game because you get the the night game on Wednesday into a day game Thursday. You give him that full day rest. Don't play him. Detroit's a lesser caliber team. You can get one of your backups in there. You could have got a Ryan Goins in there versus right-handed Spencer Turnbull instead of having Ryan Goins in versus left-handed John Lesser today. So you would have the full day of rest, and then he would have came back on Friday night. So it's almost like two days of rest, and then Yoan would have been nice and fresh to play him versus Detroit, and then he's exasperating that injury, especially a night game into a day game, and then rest him on the Friday night game. It's tough. It's real tough move by Ricky Renteria, unless something happened yesterday. Like if he was fresh on Wednesday and Thursday, and then something on Thursday during the game, which I didn't see except for that little tumble at the end, and little wobbling down the line, you know, uh, trying to, I think, beat a single out. He probably... Uh, tweak something just a little nagging injury and I think I was hearing you today on the air you just we were pretty much lamenting the no Yoan Mankata mentality before as a hundred percent or a guy that's not going to perform unless he's a hundred percent healthy yeah that, not so, that we were saying that but that was the rap that he had last year every time he'd come out of a game early and you know, we would talk about it at the time before we had a podcast together. I was like, I don't care if he comes out of a game in the fifth inning against the Royals in in, in twenty eighteen. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. You know, like, who but cares? Who cares? Nobody cares. But yeah, he's got this rep of being a hundred percenter. So immediately, people start pointing the fingers at Moncada, and people forget. You know, I don't I don't know how much role this plays into it, but not even scientists can tell you, or doctors and epidemiologists can tell you for for certain the effects of the coronavirus and what it has on people. So I don't know, like you hear people of, of having chronic fatigue for a good solid month, at least after they have that. And I'm not, I don't know any inside information, but like people forget that, that the man rolled into opening day, just recovering from coronavirus. He said he was asymptomatic and he was cool. He just couldn't work out, but we still don't know about this virus and what it does to people's bodies. So I, I don't know what it is. But we also speculated that 
he was dinged up already for a couple of weeks. Like, you know, he just he just didn't look quite right. I don't know. I don't know if it was fatigue or if it was a nagging injury. Uh, Renteria said it, he called it a zinger. He was dealing with a zinger. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that means, uh, but it made me want to go out and buy zingers today. Um, but yeah, man, I, you know, sorry to, to, to cut you off there. But yeah, it's, he's you know, I'm, I'm tired of, of, of the people bashing him as, as someone who's soft. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just not true, basically. And anyone who's watched the games with a with a critical eye knows that he's been dealing with something on and off all year. And the man is still getting on base at a near 400 clip. So <laughs> he's not even hurting the team, you know. So I, I don't know what's going on, but I did. I, I like that you saw the pregame with with uh, some of you know with the comments from Frank and Ozzy. You know, basically like giving the pep talk, like, "Hey, it's a big series. It's the Cubs. So, you know, you need you out there." You know, so I don't like that either you know if, like, if they don't know the situation but you know we tend to put too much on the fact that it's the Cubs it's definitely it was weird to not have him sit yesterday and I know all the games mattered the same um, and I get the logic of just trying to stack wins where you can and make sure you beat the teams you beat because who knows what's going to happen against the Cubs but you know to, to get on Yoan uh, about missing a game here until we know the full story this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I guess we'll know more if, if he's in the lineup tomorrow against Hendricks, which I would I would expect him to be. I think it was one of those things where Ricky's just like, you know what? I'd rather be safe than sorry. I think we got enough of going against the left-hander tonight. Why don't you just take a breather, and uh, we'll, you know, we'll rock with you on Saturday. I hope that's the case. Yeah, that'll be great. That'll be great if it was the case, but I, I think it just makes more sense to – do the uh, the situation of rest him on Thursday, bring him back on Friday. The the rest there is longer, I believe, yeah. than the one that is uh, uh, the next and more necessary from coming from a day to a night game. So yeah, uh, it, I hope that Yohan is not hurt, and if he is, even a little twinge, gotta put him on that ten day DL. Um, get him healthy. We're gonna need him for the health the the uh, the down stretch. And this next couple games, not that important necessarily. Like the Cubs games are very important because they're Cubs Sox, and also it's a tough team. You want to have your best out there. But I don't know if we necessarily need them for the Pirates or the upcoming Kansas City Royals uh, series. So if he is hurt, you retroactively put him on that DL from uh, yesterday, and you say, okay, get back here. Maybe you can catch the end of that twin series. Or you can come back when they're playing, I think, the Tigers after the Twin Series. So uh, for a nice stretch of bums before we get that gauntlet at the end of the game, at the end of the year. All right. So, you, you know, speaking of managerial decisions um, and having your best out there in a 60 game season here, I thought it was odd the way David Ross pulled Anthony Rizzo. I know the game was out of hand, but we know that a lead at Wrigley Field especially can evaporate pretty quickly. You know, I know it's not your traditional summer night out there. The balls weren't flying despite what the scoreboard indicated for the White Sox tonight. But what did you make of that just as, as, a, as, a, as a Cubs thing, of his Rossi pulling Anthony Rizzo, especially after that bunt attempt early in, I think it was the fourth inning. What did you make of that? Uh, I was not a big-time fan of that because baseball has no clock. And – it's not that taxing out there. It's not a hot summer day. You're not going to be you know, wearing yourself down. And Anthony wants to hit, you know. Um, you saw it was like eight to nothing, and Javi had bases loaded. He, luckily for us, grounded into a double play, but he hits a pop right there. Game's right back on, right? So without Anthony Rizzo at that time, 
and David Ross would have had egg on his face. It was really early. What did you say? It was the fourth, fifth inning? Well, he, he, he did? I think it was. Uh, it had to have been the fifth because he had, te- he had that bunt attempt in the fourth. Um, but yeah, it was it was just kind of odd. Like that was that's perfect the way you phrase it right there. Like you know, it, it, you know, within a, a blink of an eye, you can put four runs on the board there, especially with all the firepower that they have in that Cubs lineup. I just thought it was it was very odd and maybe sends a a, a wrong message. David Ross hasn't had too many missteps early on here in his Cubs mm-hmm. tenure, but I think that's one that a uh, little bit of a head scratcher. Unless you know he, he rizzles a guy with chronic back injuries himself. So unless it was one of those, you know, maybe I felt a little something. I don't know, but it was. I thought it was weird. Uh, quickly wrapping up here, Dallas Keuchel tonight, Herb. Um, Mercy did everything that you would ask uh, an ace to do. This this is a this is an ace right here. This is Cy Young Award winner, champion. Eight innings pitched, six hits, one run, just one earned, one walk, three strikeouts. He was outstanding tonight. Just unbelievably great. I didn't expect what Dallas Keuchel has presented to the White Sox as this year. I expected a good effort. Uh, three and a half, maybe high, uh, low fours ERA, something in that rega- regard. Um, getting hit hard every once in a while, but inducing some ground balls and soft contact. But I don't think anybody's really seen him. Like, no one's really hit him really hard where I'm like, man, this guy is toast. He is, and I said it before, he is Burley-esque. Sox fans are going to love this guy. His personality, his mom firstly coming out and say, talking about the playoffs or bust motherfuckers <laughs> type of stuff. Him calling out the players for professional at-bats. And ever since then, they've had professional at-bats. And that's directly coincided with Timmy coming back and no one having a problem with him going to the team and saying everybody's fucking up and we need to get better because we're losing to a team that we're fucking much better than. That's what he was pissed about. We lose to the Tigers. And you see what's happened subsequently. The Tigers have been on hard times, except for tonight. Hard where times. They finally, where they finally broke their 20-game losing streak to the Cleveland Windians. Absolutely. And I think this is who I want out there in a, in a big game. Forget the whole Lucas Giolito McCann thing and and the the straining you have mentally over who's gonna catch your 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 pitcher in Giolito. I want Dallas Keuchel out there with Grandal behind the plate because that certainly he stole a couple strikes for him tonight. He was able to roll up a couple ground ball double plays when he needed them. So it was just that's who I want out there game one. And I know, you know, the same logic that we had about John Lester can be said about Dallas Keuchel with some regression coming a little bit, you know, because he's a he's a contact pitcher. But it's a lot of weak contact, you know, and he's just he's just at the top of his game right now. This is as good as I've seen him pitch in a long time, like since the since the Astros days, like Cy Young days. Like this is good stuff right here from Dallas Keuchel, and I, I hope they can keep it rolling with him. And uh, as we get closer and closer to the playoffs, and tomorrow's probables uh, still for the Sox listed as TBD, but. The score's very own Bruce Levine reported that it was going to be Ronaldo Lopez tomorrow. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I don't feel great about it. Kyle Hendricks out there for the Cubs. He's been rock solid for them, especially at Wrigley Field, as you said. But again, it's baseball, man. Funny things could happen. I, I wasn't expecting this outcome tonight. I was expecting a victory, but not in, in 10-to-1 fashion. I mean, if, if Hendricks is just a little bit off, or if the umpire's not giving him everything he wants to get back there, could be interesting. But, you know, the, the Ronaldo factor is always the big thing. So I worry about Ronaldo and that shoulder of his. I, I hope he's actually okay, and this, is, this isn't this is just one of those, all right, 
we'll see how it acts reacts this time when we throw him out there and then all of a sudden it's back to the DL and then back to having surgery. You know, I hope I hope it's not that. I, I hope he just can get through four or five innings healthy. That's really all I'm hoping for without any pain afterwards. So that'll be something to look for. And uh, Sunday is going to be you Darvish versus Dylan Cease. So that should be a fun one as well. What do you think over under, Herbie, on, on the wins here uh, for the next two games? you think they'll split or you think they'll drop, drop both um, It's going to be real tough to win tomorrow. I'm set, set, are we going to set it at 0. .5, 0. .5, the over under for the wins <laughs> the, the rest of the weekend? Yeah. Uh, um, I think they can get to Darvish. The thing is, I think they, he can be got. If Absolutely. he doesn't have his concentration, if he's thinking about other things, if he's distracted, the White Sox are, you know, messing up his timing by going in and out of the box, you know, not let, allowing him to dictate the pace, but, you know, uh, having him thrown off a little bit and a couple hard hits off of him and he gets loses confidence, I think they can get that victory on Saturday or on Sunday. So I'm going to say the Sox are going to win the Darvish game. I have at, at a – 10% chance of them winning the Saturday the Saturday game versus Kyle Hendricks. I just respect him so much. He's like the what we just said about Dallas Keuchel. He's inducing soft contact. He knows how to pitch. He knows where the corners are. He knows how to pitch sequence to work his changeup off of his slider, off of his fastball, run a two-seamer, a cutter on in on the hands, things like that. He's just, as they call him, the professor. He's smart. And I don't know if the White Sox have seen anybody of his like this year um, where he's not necessarily striking guys out, but he's just playing mind games with them. So one win. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call that you Darvish win. I'm going to call that as a win. I, we called the John Lester beatdown. <laughs> I'm going to call a four to three victory over you Darvish on Sunday. Saturday's game is probably going to be six to two uh, in favor of the Cubs. I think, yeah, I, I, that's good. I like that. I, I think it could be six nothing Cubs tomorrow. I, I, <laughs> I think I think Kyle Hendricks could get out there with under ninety pitches, give him a Maddox or a modern day Hendricks complete game shutout. And here's what I'm hoping for from Ronaldo: I he can give up the six runs, he can give up six home runs for all I care. Just come out of that game feeling pain-free uh the day after a couple days after that's all i want because eventually this thing is it, it's it's gonna it's it doesn't have much left to give here with this starting rotation like they're gonna have to have someone who can go in there and pitch five innings for them when it's their turn in the rotation they can't afford to patchwork it and bullpen it the rest of the year i know it's only a, a month and change but eventually it's going to take its toll and your bullpen is going to be rendered useless by the time it's time for the playoffs if you're lucky enough to get there so uh, keeping the fingers crossed tomorrow, but certainly that was a good way to start. You needed this one tonight. Absolutely needed it, and they got it. Sox 10-1 to winners over the Cubs at Wrigley, and boy, that was fun to watch. But that's all I got tonight, Herbie. That's all I got, too. It's excellent. Let's do that again. Let's surprise me. Let's fucking make me a liar and kill Kyle Hendricks tomorrow. Let's murder this dude and uh, celebrate on his birthday and then throw him on fire. Sorry, I did that all fucked up, but, you know, Ken's bestie will forgive me. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but that is Chris Tannehill. My name is Herb Lawrence. To write us an email on our Mailbag Monday segment, it is LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Questions, comments. Doesn't have to be about the White Sox or baseball. Whatever you want to write us, LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. 
at Locked On Socks is how you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow Chris Tannehill at Chris Tannehill or Herb Lawrence, myself at Ecknerwall23. So for Chris Tannehill, this is Herb Lawrence. We're going to say goodbye to you now after a 10 to 1 ass whooping of the Cubs. Six wins in a row for the White Sox. They are only a game out of second place behind the Windians. Yes. Herbie, you know what? No uh, va- no Vaseline tonight. KY Jelly made right here in the United States. <laughs> no Vaseline. Thank you, Steve Stone. Excellent. This has been Locked On Socks. He was murdered and then set on fire while celebrating his birthday. <laughs>